What up? Welcome to the JR Show podcast. got a, a real treat for you today. He was one of the finalists of American Idol back in the day uh, when American Idol was watched by everybody. And he's gone on to do some pretty incredible things. And he's one of my favorite guys to interview today's guest, Mr. Danny Goki. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome today's guest, the legendary Mr. Danny Goki. That's it? How are That's we? it? Just legendary. legendary? I'm on. waiting for you to win a Grammy and then I can say <laughs> Grammy award winning legend Danny Goki. I don't but, know if you'll ever be able to say that. So, <laughs> I, I want you to be able to say that, but I'm not sure. You know what's funny is I don't, because so many of the guests I have have won Dove Awards. I don't even say it anymore because it's kind of it's kind of like eh, everybody I have on. I won't book a guest unless they've won a Dove Awards. So I won't I, even mention wait, it. Wait, why am I here? Oh wait, <laughs> no, I do have. I think I Yo, have two. But in the in the line of things, being in the top three of American Idol trumps any Dove Award. Like that's the progression. Yeah. So. I would even say being yeah. in the top three of American Idol is better than winning a Grammy in the faith-based category because it's uh, – let's not talk about this. Let's go <laughs> – let's talk about the green screen behind me. Um, every okay, artist, we right. give you an opportunity to choose a background, yes. Wild West, Outer Space. You've seen the list. What would you like to go with? So I went with my, my, my wife's home, mother country, homeland. Machu Picchu in Peru. All right, I got to clap and we'll change it up. Okay. Yeah, it's everything I've ever Googled. Uh, Google, everybody I think has Google imaged this place, but nobody's ever been. No, I've uh, never been. My wife talks about it all the time. And as a matter of fact, I picked it because I knew how angry she would be if I didn't pick and it. And we're going to have her in a couple months. <laughs> so she's going to look at the list and go, oh, this is my... Uh, your husband picked that, yeah, picked so that. you can't. Well, I could see her in. The, Daddy, why didn't you pick Machu Picchu? You know I'm your wife. So anyway, no, and that's a really bad impression. I love you, honey. She doesn't sound like that. You could just say Milwaukee wasn't on the list. Yeah, I had and, to go. And I want to show great honor. But if you guys have like Cuba, I think she would pick that one. Okay. So you need to add that to the list. Yeah, because she's got multiple. Yeah, so she's half Cuban, half Peruvian, and a whole lot of fire. So <laughs> she's laughing. So is fire on the list? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't tell her. She chose. Can I pick for her? <laughs> Daddy. So when she comes in, we're going to be like, uh, we do a green screen and it's just fire behind just us. <laughs> and uh, this was your husband's choice for you. Dude, don't do that. If you want to save me and my marriage, don't do that. Let's, uh, can you uh, just walk me up standing, which is a crazy, crazy great song. It's one of my favorites. I like, I've got this favorite in my Goki playlist. Uh, a couple of your earlier is from Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. That era, like some of those songs to me are still my favorite Goki wow. songs. But Stand in Faith has now joined that category. It's just such a great song for our audience. Love Can you that. walk me up it? Yeah. So I, faith is a big thing in the scriptures. When you look at what the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Fight the good fight of faith. You know, we can go on. Jesus said, a, a woman, your faith has made you whole. And when we look at those scriptures, we almost tend to forget like faith is our part. Grace was what God did, but faith is our part. So meaning grace, what Jesus did on the cross when he said it is finished, he paid for every single thing that we've ever needed past, present, future. Now that's hard for us to grasp, but he literally, there's nothing that, that you need 
that you can't have if you don't have faith to receive. And and how do we know though? Because a lot of times where I had faith and it didn't work, where do we find our, our, our rights? It's in the Bible. The Bible is like a constitution. It is like our, our bill of rights. It is what we already have. It's already explained. But what I've noticed, why is faith so important? The enemy does not obey laws or constitution. When do criminals do most of their work? They do it at night when there's no police, when there's no one around. And so why is faith so important? Because the enemy is a criminal. He's going he's gonna to bring things to you that are that are unfair, that don't seem right. But the way that we battle these things is that we raise up the shield of faith and we declare God's word and we begin to police our own lives and and our own rights because the enemy, and when we begin to declare and speak the word of God, you know, and and we do our part, uh, the enemy, the Bible says resist the enemy, he has to flee. So that's part of the story. But can I tell you another part? So early in the year, I just, after seeing what COVID did, and I started, I, I really sensed in my heart that nothing's ever going to be fully the same again. Mm. Now, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. It's just something I sensed in my heart. And so I just knew, I said, God, I want to build your kingdom. We got to be about souls. We have to be about, about building the kingdom of God, right? And not about building our careers and trying to be on top. And, and, and not that that was my goal before, but I just had this urgency, I just said this, I said, God, I'm believing you for a tour bus and a sound system because I want to be able to, whenever I want, go do evangelism and not, those are the biggest expenses for me. They're very hard to, hard to acquire these things. There's a lot of expense to it. And I don't want to be nailed down by those expenses and limit what I can do. So I wrote it down. I said, God, I'm believing for a tour bus and a, and a sound system. I even went to my management team and said, we're going to believe for a tour bus and a sound system. I know that sounds crazy, but God is the, he's the, he owns a cattle on a thousand, a thousand hills. You think, uh, Bill Gates, Donald Trump, uh, who's, who's the other guy, Warren Buffett are rich. No, our father owns it all. Mm. And, um, about a month later, I was right. I began to write that song and I'll make a very long story short. I got a call from somebody and that call led to, to me getting a brand new tour bus for free and a, a sound system. Mm. And there's a whole lot of that story there that I left out. And this call, I didn't have to, I didn't have to beg someone. I had to be sneaky about it. God answered that prayer supernaturally. Oh. Sorry, I'm emailing myself right now. Pray for home studio <laughs> so I can do the show in my PJs. Uh, sorry, go on. Can, can we go to your basement and do the show, though? As long as you can bring us back because we enjoy these interviews. But but think yeah. about it. like, And I know that sounds, oh, that sounds like blab it, grab it, you know, name it, claim it type of faith. Yeah. Well, can I tell you, the enemy likes to use catchphrases like that to begin to diminish faith and mm. its power. Think about that. The blind man was able to see the woman who had an issue for 17 years was able to see because she's, she, this was the thought process she went through. She said, if I could only touch the hem of his garment and that's the kind of tenacity that you have to have. If I can only believe God for the unbelievable, maybe it can happen. She had no guarantees. She had no, but she knew that when she could connect with her source now, now, God didn't give me this tour bus so I can go out and just be cruising the street and and like rolling down the windows and laughing at people who don't have tour buses, you know? Right. And, and, and I think this is not for a, but it is for the ministry. And when we line our hearts up with what God wants, God will rain down heaven on us. He will show us, he says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I'll show you great and mighty things. God is walking on streets of gold. Now, I'm not trying to move a prosperity doctrine. What I'm trying to say, if you're about your father's business, 
He's going to give you limitless resources. And I just love that this song has so much. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. So if you're listening to this interview, you know, believe for that healing. God paid for all of our healing and faith is what accesses Mm -hmm. the promises and brings them into reality into our life. If you're watching these clips online, obviously he's chosen a Peruvian background, which I don't know how it, what is, it's a, it's Michu Pichu, which sounds like a Pokemon character, but it probably is. Am I, I have no idea. Mich, Mich, Mechi? Machu. Machu. Machu Pichu. Machu Pichu. Yeah. Big tourist destination, but I don't think it gets as many hits as the Grand Canyon because if you're in the Grand Canyon, you're like, well, let's go to Vegas or LA. But if you're in Peru, you're like, let's go to Machu Picchu. And then you're like, what else? Do oh, we do? we're in Peru. Uh, <laughs> what else do we do? What do, uh, do I've you never, guys make coffee here? My wife has told me that I need to go to Peru for a long time. I've never been there. So I don't even know what we're looking at. Yeah. But it's very beautiful. Yeah, it's well And that's groomed. all that. <laughs> it's well Great landscaping up here. Um, we Last year at the end of... Uh, so I love when the U version, you know, Spotify puts out their Spotify raps. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this was me in 2021. These are the songs I listen to mine. And sometimes that's a bad thing because I get mocked by my friends over here because what was it? A tough year for you? A lot of, a lot of, a lot of moody stuff in there. Love, oh, and, uh, Dude, he and, uh, is. a lot yeah, of emo I like stuff. His stuff. I like his stuff. I'm an unhealthy four. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but you version Bible app does the same thing where they put out here was the most searched for scripture. So for you in 2021, what was your most searched for? If you could, what was the one like I mm. listened to a Louis, Louis Giglio talk in 2021 that he brought up Habakkuk three. And I'm like, I've read Bible all the way through. I never stumbled upon this paragraph in Habakkuk three that just wrecked me. It ended up turning into a tattoo, you know? And wow. so what was it for you that, so in 20, okay, so this, I'm going to say a date here and I'm going to tell you why it's important. So it was December 29th, 2019 that I woke up one morning and this scripture resonated in me. It was uh, revelation 22. It was a certain scripture out of it. It was, and this is what I heard in this, in my spirit in the morning when I woke up, the first words I heard were, um, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Now remember December 29th, 2019, just a few days before the pandemic hit Mm. in the States. And so I remember thinking that now I didn't know the pandemic was coming. I opened my Bible and I'm like, why does this, why is this words in me? Even so come quickly, Lord it's in revelation 22. And when I open up revelation 22, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's the very last chapter of the Bible. Mm. And one of the things it talks about that I end up writing a song about was the spirit and the bride say, come that all who have ears to hear say, come let those who are thirsty drink freely from the water of life. And it talks about, it's almost like this line in the sand is being drawn. Um, but this last year I've been ministering that song called all are welcome. But literally when you look at revelation 22, it's the whole chapter. It talks about let those who are in their sinful ways go all the way in. Mm. Let those who are in righteousness come all the way out in righteousness. It looked like, and I felt like the Lord was, that sounds a little bit doom and gloom and it's, and it's really not, but I felt God was like making this plea with people. Like it's like God is saying, come, I've prepared a table. He says that in revelation 22, I've prepared a table and he's inviting everyone to come. And I, and I sense that urgency in the spirit of it's time. Like I mentioned earlier in this interview, it's time to share the gospel. Like never before it's time to put aside our personal agendas. Although our personal agendas, if they're lined up with the kingdom, can be can be really 
amazing, right? And I think there was a realignment. So if people can read Revelation 22, um, it's just talking about exactly what I was saying, mm. though. But even so, come quickly. I feel like the church and myself, I have this urgency. Come quickly, Lord. And we're seeing it unfold. Like, you ever notice, like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm flipping through Revelation. I'm like, I think we're here. I think yeah. chapter 13 is where we're at. Because <laughs> that seemed like that just happened, yeah. right? And it, so anyways, um, I think it's exciting. Yeah. Let's go perks of your parents' job growing up. And I'll set this up by saying my father worked at a grocery store for 40 years and hated it, but he changed the price tags. So every morning it's like these are the changes. He would take a little cart up and down the aisles and he would change the little price tag that you see, which is not a glamorous job. But as a kid, when he was the store was closing, I got to run the aisles nobody there uh, and i was like this is crazy i don't know, pick one parent or both but maybe a perk of a parent's job growing up okay i because my parents worked pretty bad jobs too <laughs> it was pretty bad <laughs> my parents really worked hard for us right yeah. um maybe my mom was a babysitter and this before like they had like strict laws and maybe they already had the strict laws yeah you know like one parent or one person per how many children we'd have like 12 kids now now we're a family of six right yeah there were like an additional 12 kids in our house that she was babysitting and so we had like and we were in a little three-bedroom apartment so can you imagine like 20 people yeah in a three-bedroom apartment it's like you had brothers and sisters i did and that's the only perk i I feel like i lost the story just (laughs) is not working out because my dad worked like construction and janitor jobs and i couldn't go to those either right yeah, going to dad's got to clean an elementary school today and I get to come with him and move the mop bucket. Well, I will say this. My parents, I had a dinner last night and I, I told someone this. I said, you know, one of the things, this, this might sound derogatory, but please listen to the heart of this. My parents paid a price so that I didn't have to, right? But my parents, I would never tell them this face to face, but I would say I was able to learn you know, what not to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they inspired me because they worked so hard and they worked their na- fingers to a bone. What not to do? Like, what? yeah, I just should stop there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But now I just, it came to my mind. Maybe you can, when I was about 18, my mom got a job at a airline company called Midwest yeah. and I was able to fly. Hey, that's a good perk. That is. But that was 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the kid you is like, yeah, mom, why didn't you do that earlier? Great. I got, yeah, for real. I love my parents. I hope people get that. I love hey, them. This is a great transi- transition because my next question is of all the artists we play, um, you, we've had private conversations with you about finances yeah. because you're very smart with finances. So this, you talked about what not to do. Yeah. So my next question is what's the best money advice you could give to our audience? Wow. Here's the best money advice that I think you can give to your audience is to teach. Okay. So I made, I floundered a lot. I had to move into my van at one point in my life. I had to move into a closet. Yeah. This is my twenties, you Mm -hmm. know? So I had to do all these things. It was at, I think 20 years old that someone taught me the principle, God's principles of tithing. Mm. I had never heard the principles of, of tithing and when you don't teach people God's point of view on finances or if you allow traditional religion and you separate God from money, 
um, it's the greatest disservice you can do to your children. Mm. So um, teach your kids about tithing now. Teach your kids about giving now because you're going to open up the windows of heaven over their life and they're going to not be raised with that poverty mentality. And that's hard because sometimes you see your kids and if they get money from here, you give them money. It's like you just want them to spend it on themselves. But if, if it's in their heart to give, you should teach them that yeah. principle. So I remember at 20 years old being taught the principles of giving and it literally broke that, that curse of poverty that Jesus took on the cross yeah. over our lives. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this, this was here the whole time yet. I didn't learn this. Now I can't blame anyone. I could have gotten the word myself and understood it, but that was some of the greatest money advice at all in all of my life was to see what God thinks about money and to do it his way. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, please. Your love is we grew up very, very poor grocery store did not pay very well. Family of five. And we had, we were the type of family that people would bring us groceries Christmas morning, leave it on our front door and that kind of a deal. But my father was a strict tither, even through being poor, he stuck with it because he was going to honor God with even the little we had. And as a 16 year old working at a coffee shop outside of Seattle, I was like, I'm finally making money. And I've, you know, legalistically, I tied because he was on my back about it. But when I started making money at 16 at this coffee shop, I was closing down the coffee shop and I was starting to have, write ties checks to our church, but not put them in the offering because I didn't want my little tiny bank account to go in the red if yeah. I put them in the offering plate. And he was getting on me about that. He's like, if you honor God, if you honor God, I promise you, you're going to see his favor. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but that's going to put me at like no money. And I'm so I'm. I had like hundreds of dollars worth of ties checks that I wasn't putting in. And, and so I don't know why he was at the coffee shop at closing time, but he said goodbye. He was quoting Malachi eight or something about tithing to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave me alone. All right. See you later. (laughs) And so I'm counting the till five minutes after he walks out of the coffee shop, counting the till and a dollar bill had the exact verse that he just quoted written illegally on the currency. (laughs) But, um, but in that moment, I couldn't, I mean, I've never seen that in my life, that verse written on a dollar bill. And there it was five minutes after he shared that exact scripture with me. And from that moment on, I was like, but I had to rework it later because I was all about, I didn't want to tithe based on laws and rules I wanted. So when I was about 19, 20, I'm like, I'm going to take every single scripture where you mentioned tithing and I'm going to take my parents' view on it and the church's view on it and put it over here. And I'm going to relearn this for myself. And so, which is amazing. And, and I think everybody should do that is go read what it says. Oh, can I, dude, I think you nailed it. So yesterday, my kids, we went to church and they're, and they said they wanted to give. And I love that they did that. So my daughter comes up to me. She had some money, like $60. She said, I want to give 20 of this away. I didn't have to ask her. I didn't have to do any of this. And I said, Vicky, this is so good. I said, here's, I said, I love that, you, that you're doing this because it's like you said, this comes, when you give this away, you say, God, thank you for everything that I have. And I said, you know, the Bible promises that God gives back to those. That's just a principle. We can't ignore it, but we don't give to get. Yeah, I understand that. And that's where God wants us to take us is that where we have his heart on giving and we have instilled character. And yeah. I told her that, that you give because that's who you are. That's who the God in you is. Um, but man, I was so I just loved, I was so pleased watching my kids do that. But for parents, so what about parents who are like, well, okay, good, I'll teach my kids that. Another piece of advice that I learned is that the Bible talks about in Proverbs that when you get wisdom and understanding, riches, wealth, long life, inheritance, 
will follow you. Mm. So one of the greatest things that we can as adults, if we're trying to break that over our lives and learn about this, ask for wisdom. James says that God, when he, if we ask for wisdom, he'll give it to us liberally. A person with wisdom can look at situations different than the world would. The world would be like, yeah, I'm not going to put my money there because X, Y, Z. But God can give you a supernatural download and say, that's where I want you to mm. invest that money. And it's it's just wisdom is everything we need and everything yeah. else will follow. Well, you know what that experience did for me is it it's Isaac and the rant. It allowed me for the rest of my life to oh, take wow. a knife to the heart of money and kill it. Wow. Freeing me to be your will be. And I think people can do the same thing with dating. They can do when you take a knife to something and and it no longer is my Lord. Wow. It frees up God to do. And you're okay with his will after that because you've taken a knife to it. And at the age of 18, I killed money forever. It does not own me when I went through that. So I think there's that principles like, for a lot of, so. Bro, I'm blown away by that, honestly. Oh, great. I've never heard anything. I just made all that up. But <laughs> I, <laughs> how can you, uh, a lot of our audience, the first time they ever saw you was wearing these very unique glasses on American Idol. Yes. Which, uh, you know, still to this, who ended up winning that year? Daughtry? Uh, no, he was like five oh, years yeah. before me. Guess who it was? Do you know? Man, no. Mandisa, no, no. She was like, she was the same year as Doctor. Oh, the gray hair guy. Uh, no, uh, it was Chris Allen that we play. Well, what well, the, the song, song "Live Like You're Dying"? Yeah, you guys still the play only that song we play, and it shows up in a, it shows up in a category that's like pulling from like Jason Castro from American Idol. Oh, you guys show. wait, you played Jason Castro it, again. Well? It's it's one song in an old category, <laughs> <laughs> but dude, that song went like double platinum for him. Yeah. So, so that's, that's where a lot of our audience first saw you. Um, my wife was even, she was a Danny Gokey fan and she was shocked the day you got. She was a she, Danny Gokey. Right. Hold on. Let's, let's unpack that for a minute. She was a Danny Gokey pre where, how we know you now. That's, I don't even want to say it like that. Pre, pre Leia set. <laughs> pre Leia set. And my wife. Lasset thinks I was a mess before I met her, and somehow she put me all back together like Humpty was Dumpty. She, I'm all perfect and was back she missionary shape. dating? Um, no, I don't think so. She, uh, I think she thought I was a bit crazy when she first met me. But can you? My question is, can you describe middle school Danny Goki to our audience? Um, insecure, crooked teeth, pimple faced. Do we have to talk about that Danny Goki? I'm, I'm getting a little bit sad <laughs> talking about him. He had no idea who he was. Yeah. Um, a nerd. I think yeah. I still am a nerd. What What crew would you have hung with? I was Star with the Trek crew that things. got beat up. Okay. Often, <laughs> who are <crew>. those guys? <laughs> I was with that guy. I don't. My middle school because I went to a Christian school that my parents really. I think that's why my parents struggled so much because. They sent six kids to a private school because we didn't live in the best neighborhood, right? They didn't want us yeah. to go to a school that we'd be a lot of wrong, around a lot of wrong behavior and learn behavior from other kids, which I admire my parents for. And honestly, like you look at my mom and dad to this day and I'm like, man, they sacrificed so much for us. And yeah. here's the worst part. We all hated that school anyways. <laughs> so I, I think they get depressed when they hear that. And we were still getting beat up. <laughs> we, were still getting <laughs> we went here to avoid the this. Wall and <laughs> Did you ever get pushed in a locker? No. What about Swirly? No, it was a Christian school until it was my high school years that I really got the hammer laid on me. Yeah. Because then we went from Christian school to public school. My parents realized that we were all 
um, ingrates, me and my, my siblings, <laughs> you're all grateful for all this money we're spending. Forget you. So they sent us to a, a the, the public school there. And, but man, I cut my teeth at that school. Like yeah. literally I, like the first year I got jumped by like six dudes. Uh, do we want, I peed my pants. I was 15 years old. Hey. And I peed my pants, which full circle, 10 years, 20 years later, a girl walks up to you in a signing line and pees her pants because she's so excited that? to see you. Dude, <laughs> we I talked I, about that oh on the man. air. That's one of my scary shows. My that was one of the moments I'll never forget. Look, I peed my pants and I, I'm so excited to meet you. She had a super long shirt on down her knees. And I I just laughed and I just shook on the inside. <laughs> and 15 years earlier, there you I are was, outside of a can school. Can you believe that? They come up to me, they tell me I owe them money. I'm like, I've never met you guys. Yeah. There's something when you're in such fear, there's a release button, apparently, <laughs> and, and you lose all control of bowels. Good yeah. thing I didn't have anything else. That's so That's, great. Good thing I didn't eat a good meal before then, because that might have Taco Bell or anything. Yeah. That yeah, I had Indian food last night. This is how I pictured this interview. Are we then. editing this? What's going on? My wife and my man <laughs> team are going like this. No, stop, stop. This is how you sell records. If you were talking about just some boring topic, people would be like, I don't even know what they were talking about. But now they're going to go check out Sand and Faith because we just discussed your bowels. Yes. That's how it works. That's how my line of work. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cheddar coming. <laughs> check out all things Danny Goki in all places you find music. Outside. Well, just keep listening to Joy FM. I don't want to send you to somewhere. <laughs> well, I mean, support what he's doing. But yeah. But me but more. Me more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you as always for the time, sir. Oh man, JR, we love you. And uh, have fun interviewing my wife at some point. Yep. <laughs> I love that. He is one of my favorites. Big thank you to Danny Goki for being my guest today. I find myself going back and re-listening to my chats with him for my own personal life because he says things that are just like, you know, they'll stick with you forever. So big thank you to Danny. Um, let's talk about next week. Next week, another one of my favorites to interview is the legendary Matthew West. Uh, if you hit subscribe, you'll be alerted when it comes out. I want to encourage you to follow us on Instagram. Always appreciate that five-star review as well. And don't forget to hit subscribe. Until next week with Matthew West, we'll talk to you then. Peace.